Hi guys, welcome to the Tech Point Africa podcast. My name is Oganerumu. Um, hope your week has been good. Mine is 50-50, but let's see how it goes. Well, yeah, anyways, today we'll be talking about something that has been like on peripherals of my mind for like a few years now, but only recently have I like been giving it a lot more thought. And we'll be talking about digital marketing and offline marketing, or as some people call it traditional marketing. And so we've seen cases where um, a lot of people are like, digital marketing is like this new big thing that everybody has to get into, not just like in terms of doing it, but like as a job. And we've seen, we've seen a lot. You've seen people dunk on traditional marketing, like it's this thing that you don't have to do anymore. But um, I'm not an expert, obviously. And uh, I have, I'm going to call him an expert. I'm, I have an expert with me today in the studio. Um, his name is Ola Binjo Adenira. And um, hi, Binjo. Hi, how's it going? It's going good. Um, so Binjo is a growth marketing professional. He has been working in the growth marketing space for about 10 years now. Um, he was also the co-founder at Future Africa. So yeah, welcome to the podcast again. Hi. Hi, Hi. again. <laughs> How's it going? Uh, like I said, 50-50. Well, I said life, life is good. <laughs> life is not that good. Life is not that good. Let's, 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 let's not do that. But yeah, um, so yeah, a lot of, um, should I say, a lot of words, a lot of meanings attributed to these words. And you see cases where people just know that, okay, digital marketing is this thing. When in in actual cases, like way wider than that, you see cases where people just attribute traditional marketing to one thing. You see cases where you use offline marketing, traditional marketing, um, digital marketing, online marketing interchangeably. And sometimes it's a little bit confusing. And I don't want to assume that everybody that is watching this like knows what yeah. it is. So just give us like a little explainer. Yeah. Go into detail, but you know, not too much bit. detail. <laughs> Just a little bit. Okay. Yeah. So when we say digital marketing, uh, what we often mean is we're embarking on a marketing activity in a digital using digital platforms. Right, so digital platform can be a social media website, it can be a search engine, it can be our own website, it can be a blog, it can be many different things. But the point is that the customer we're trying to reach is interacting with our business or our service via our digital platforms, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when we say offline, the customer is engaging with the with the campaign activity or the marketing activity outside of digital. So that's where we kind of use the word physical um, or traditional. It's traditional because like that's the way it's been for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it can be television, it can be radio, it can be billboards, it can be an event. Um, it can be even like, you know, logos on a vehicle, right? Or a sticker on a vehicle, mm-hmm. it can be a flyer, right? But the point is that the person, I think the person has some type of physical interaction with this um, marketing activity, mm-hmm. right? I would say that one of the two differences is, is that, is that um, What's the appropriate word to use now? The physical thing is like, it's not only you that's seen it. That's like mm-hmm. one major difference. Like mm-hmm. people in that area, area in that um, physical boundary or location with you at the same time, will see the same thing that you see. But like in digital, it's often not the same thing. We could both be online now, but we're both on like different websites. Or like, even if we're on the same website, we're seeing different ads, right? But if we're both watching a TV channel, if we're both watching NTA, and we are in Lagos, we're probably seeing the same adverts. Mm-hmm. If we're both on the same road, we're probably seeing the same billboards. I think that's also something that sets them apart. Mm-hmm. 
Hi, I'm Abisala Adenoga, the head of business at TechPoint Africa. Did you know that you could present yourself as a reputable brand leader? Did you know that your business can get the limelight it deserves? Now you do. Using TechPoint Africa's marketing tools, we can put you in the faces of a large audience for brand awareness and thought leadership. To do this, reach out to us by sending an email to business at techpoint.africa or click on the link in the description below. Right, right. So, so just so like something. So recently we've seen like 3D, 3D um, billboards. I mean, is it 5D billboards that they call them now? Where you and like? They, they, they <laughs> add a number every. They add it. It's a gimmick. They add a number every year. <laughs> it's just a gimmick. They add a number every year. But yeah, yeah I get. I think I get what you yeah, mean. Yeah. So that is traditional. It's yes. a traditional or. I mean, it's still traditional because it still takes up a physical space. Mm. Right. But what yeah. you're seeing is maybe better imagery or different mm -hmm. type of imagery. Mm -hmm. Like maybe you have, I think the one I saw recently, um, I was in England. And so they had this, they had this billboard. It was a Facebook billboard, but it matched the, the um, setting of the building. So the billboard was going like on and off. Mm -hmm. It was matching setting of the building. There's another one where like a crocodile came out of the billboard and it kind of seemed like it was interacting with the physical space, mm -hmm. but it's still offline marketing. Yeah. Right, right, right. Then there's also this thing called hybrid marketing. Yeah. Yeah, and that's like a fusion of Yeah, of so both. so hybrid is when you try to do a bit of both in with like similar channels. So with hybrid say you're promoting an event online, but the event is going to hold offline. Like when you guys hold your events, right? You often promote promote them online, but like it's hosting a physical space. Mm -hmm. Um and so your partners for example that have sponsored with you their, their logos or information about them will be online, but it they would also have maybe a physical booth, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, sometimes people also can marry the two of them where they have a physical um, interaction, maybe it's a radio ad or a TV ad, but then somebody often has to go online to maybe finish watching the trailer or something, or they have to go online to enter a competition that they have seen in the ad, right? Or they have to go online to, I don't know, maybe like register for something Right, so you often see this, these um, concepts being merged um, more than usual just because today a bunch of people have like smartphones and the internet, especially young people tend to have smartphones and the internet. Yeah, yeah. So um, just before I go into like my next question, I feel like this is going to be, it's obvious. It's probably obvious, but you know, this, obvious. <laughs> it's just me being like trying to get like an actual answer. Yeah. Um, so what's like your favorite channel? In terms of my favorite channel i mean so my, my a bunch of the work i've done in my career has been digital but that's because of the industry i work in so i work in an industry that produces digital products so software content always digital stuff right if i worked in maybe a traditional sector maybe they were producing bottles of malts mm -hmm. right i would probably have completely different opinions just because that's a physical object that needs to get from zero to one like often the marketing strategies and the types of marketing campaigns you embark on are very different. The budgets are also larger, so you can you know you can flex with money. <laughs> but like I mostly work for startups in my career, and they have limited budgets, um, and they can't do as much as a company that has existed for like 70, 100 years. Mm -hmm. Right, right. So like, what's the advantage, like for both? Like, what is yeah. the draw for both? So the the draw for both, if I will say that. The draw for both is eyeballs, right? So with, with marketing, what you're trying to do is reach as many people as possible within your budget, right? Um, now, the difference between traditional and digital is in digital, we can make a lot of inferences based on a person's digital habits. So platforms like Facebook and Google, and I think Amazon now do very well, 
where they can use your digital activity to kind of guess what you're interested in and what type of person you are. So if you maybe use YouTube premium or YouTube music and you listen to Afrobeats very often, you're probably more interested in Nigerian stuff, even if you don't live in Nigeria. Do you get what I'm saying? Maybe all the music you listen to is like Sonia Day. It's like, yeah, you have some Nigerian affiliations, even though mm -hmm. you're not, you might not even be Nigerian, right? Mm -hmm. By whatever, maybe you're like an American person who live in America all your life, right? Mm -hmm. um, so what happens in digital is we can take this activity, people browsing the web in Chrome, and try to understand them better. What are they interested in? What age group do we think they fall under, right? Because an 18 year old has completely different digital habits from a 60 year old. They do, yeah. They're not doing the same thing. They're not going to the same types of website. They're not reading the same pieces of content. Um, one person is probably more interested in entertainment than the other, or one person is more interested in maybe, I don't know, corporate stuff than the other. It's just all these kind of things. So with digital platforms, you can aggregate this data and try to understand each person better and then now give advertisers access to the semblance of these people. People often say things like Facebook sells your information. It doesn't sell your information. What it does is it gives access to what it thinks you are or who, you, or who it thinks you are. So as an advertiser, I can go to Facebook and say, I'm selling, uh, I don't know, I'm selling trainers. I'm selling Nike trainers, for example, right? And I want to sell them to 18 to 25 year old men in Lagos who are interested in sports, who like Messi and Ronaldo, who are Man U and Arsenal fans, right? I can, I, can, I can draw that idea, but I actually don't know who they are, right? What I'm hoping is that they will come to my website or they'll they they message me on Instagram and then they'll buy what I'm trying to sell. But I have no idea who they are. If I had an idea who they are, there's no point coming back to Facebook over and over again. Do you get? Like Facebook is not going to sell the data. It's very valuable. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Um, and so that's, how digital works in the offline paradigm you have very similar concepts um so for example in the 70s they used to have these very large mainframe computers in advertising agencies and the job of the, co of the computer was to try and understand people's interest around tv and radio shows right yeah. so if somebody's watching tales by moonlight in the 70s they're probably a child do you get so maybe milo or cowbell or some other child brand wants to advertise in that time slot, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. If somebody else is watching, it used to be this show, it used to be called Nkombe. It was mostly older people who used to watch that type of show because it was too graphic for children, right? It was a lot of older people. It showed in the afternoon, but it was very older people used to watch that type of show. So maybe we want to advertise something else for older people, right? Mm -hmm. And so the concept has always been to try to find the customer where they're at based on what they're interested in, right? Mm -hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? So I can guess somebody's age, based on the kind of content that they consume, whether it's offline or, or even online. Mm, right, right. So quick, quick, quick question before I ask my next question. Yeah. So, Messi or Ronaldo? None of the above. Why? I don't, I don't watch football, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sad. Too high blood pressure for me. I don't watch football. <laughs> did you have, did you at any time? Like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Up to 2009, when Man United lost to Barcelona. <laughs> At, I think it was the UEFA League final. I was like, yeah, I can't, I can't do this for the rest of my life. Because he's happy. Because yeah, he's a, a Barca fan. fan yeah. I was like, I can't do this for the rest of my life. I'm not watching this this thing again, ever. <laughs> I, 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 I don't think I can relate. Maybe because like I'm an Arsenal fan. So yeah. I'm used to that heartbreak. Ah, you're yeah, used to losing. <laughs> so, See, I'm, not, I'm a winner, man. I didn't say losing. <laughs> I said heartbreak. Yeah, heartbreak. Losing. <laughs> okay. Okay, let's move on from that. But yeah, Um. so... Now, this is 
um, offline marketing has cons. Yeah. Um, digital marketing has its own cons. But what is like the um, what would you say is best for for businesses when you are trying to like yeah, choose so, what? So it really depends on the type of business that you are, right? So if you're a digital business, I guess most of your listeners will be like startup founders or startup professionals. Um, you want to try to experiment with digital first just because you have limited budgets. Um, also, if you, you find that many small businesses use digital platforms because it's cheaper for them to advertise. So I think it's Facebook who has about 70 to 80% of their entire advertising spend um, is coming from small businesses globally, such that even in 2020 when they had, I think they had a fiasco in 2020 and the big brands were pulling out. They were like, yeah, we're fine. We're still making money. <laughs> I mean, all these small businesses like us. Do you get what I'm saying? Just because it's cheaper and it's kind of efficient. Mm-hmm. Um, so the thing that the opposite side of things with, you know, offline is it's often very expensive. Um, one, um, just costs a high radio stations charge a bunch of money. TV stations charge a bunch of money. Billboard agencies even charge more. Um, but then I can't exactly pinpoint who is looking at my stuff. So I might have a radio, I might have a radio ad play at what I think is the young people's listening time, but it turns out it's actually old people that are listening at that point. And nobody, nobody knows. Like radio station is not doing surveys, surveys to find out like are people who's listening to this at what time? You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. TV station is the same as well. So it's a lot of guesswork. And you find that with digital, there's more um, precision. It's not perfect, but it's just there's more precision, you know, through those channels. Mm. I don't get, um, like, locations where you have to actually use, no matter how small you are, no yeah. matter if, so, for example, say a, um, a health tech startup that, yeah. that has to do a lot of offline stuff. They yeah. Need, they need, they're looking at, like, the general population. Yeah. Now. It's not like, say, a... Um, Say if, if fintech that's just trying to help you get yeah. airtime or something. So what I would say is like businesses that target general populaces don't tend to do well because that's just bad marketing. So again, you see why the, the problem comes in. It's like, yeah, I can't sell a product to everybody because I don't have that luxury of a strong brand like, I don't know, some fizzy drink brand. There's only many name brand, but like the most popular fizzy drink brands can afford to target everybody. But as a small business, you won't target the people that are most likely to give you revenue, right? So even if you're going to do offline, you still want to find where your most likely customers are going to be at. So are they going to be at university campuses? A lot of Nigerian fintechs do campus storms and campus ambassador programs today, just because that's where young people are, right? You want to be, you want to have some physical interaction and presence there. Um, are my customers in a church? Are the churches? Is it a mosque? Is it... Um, is it professionals who work in some types of industries? Do they have do they have an event where they typically go to? Is there a bar in maybe GRA Keja where all the advertising people go to every Friday? Do you get what I'm saying? There's like like pockets of people in different places. So many people try to do that as well. It's just not, you know, as precise. Mm, right, yeah. right. Something that is also um, should I say an important thing to note is like trust. So yeah. like earlier you're talking about how some people are scared that okay meta is selling their data yeah and there's also the fact that a lot of people are a lot of people in this part of the world are really used to doing radio jingles or listening or seeing ads on tv yeah. or seeing um or seeing a billboard like the whole traditional marketing sphere and it's easier for them to trust that because they've it's something that they've grown up with something that they know okay this is not going to happen but with like online marketing you yeah. see things like oh scam yeah 
scams or no scams and you see stuff like that. So like, how do you like marry both now? Um, so I think the first thing to note is that when you often see offline traditional campaigns, they're often a direct response. So if I see an advert by a beverage that I think I'm going to buy, I'm going to have to go to a store near my house or somewhere to buy it, right? I'm not going to go to the factory to buy it. But with, with digital businesses or all businesses that, are, that do business, businesses that have interactions online, you find that you, the online part is often the first point of contact. contact. Whether I'm messaging somebody, I'm going to their website, I'm clicking a link to their WhatsApp. That's often the first um, part of things. So many businesses now have to build trust, right? Obviously, there's always the scammers, but like many businesses, legit businesses have to build trust. And they often build trust via social proof, like I was saying earlier. And social proof is basically, oh, there are real people who have actually bought this thing. So some of them will do things like encourage their first set of customers to post on social media so they can take a screenshot and use that to you know, bolster their marketing campaigns. Others will post videos of real customers doing things. Others would even take the offline approach. They will go to like pop-up events just to showcase, or they'll go to an event like your FinTech event and just to have face there. Maybe the CEO is there, somebody else from leadership is there. Mm -hmm. They want to be able to interact with people physically so they can improve trust. Um, the unfortunate thing <laughs> is that scammers also use the same the same tactics. They also use social proof tactics. They post messages. They try to spoof real people following them. They often fake accounts or bot accounts. Mm -hmm. um, they try to make it seem as legit as possible. Um, and so the the only way to build trust is one of two things, right? One is you have a platform where you can kind of get your money back, which is what like PayPal does for like global transactions. If I buy something online and maybe it never gets shipped because I get scammed, I can actually report to PayPal People has an escrow system and people will ensure mm. I get my money back, right? Another thing people do is they will go to their, um, there's often an agency in charge of consumer protections in most countries. So I'll report this fraud case to either my bank, my po the police or that agency and say, yeah, technical. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't have much to say about that <laughs> other than it's technical. But like those are the kind of things that help improve trust in digital commerce, right? If somebody can get scammed and they can file a report with some agency and like that agency ensures they get their money back and like the agency ensures the perpetrator gets you know arrested or punished for whatever their crime is those things help improve um digital commerce in a lot of societies right another thing that also helps is people being able to return defective items because there's almost always defective items um either that they're spoiled or damaged or the customer wanted to buy blue, they mistakenly selected black on the website, you know, and then it came and they were like, ah, no, I wanted to get blue. All those things help improve trust as well. Um, and you can't have, the, the funny thing about like, you know, platforms that help build trust like PayPal or like Gmail that accepts returns is you can't have them without having like, you know, this proper justice system things in place first, you get. Um, yeah. Just because otherwise it becomes somebody else that's taking the burden, mm -hmm. right? So you need to have proper justice systems, a lot of countries also have very strong insurance systems so the banks can take that risk or the payment platform can take that risk and you know can pay customers back even before the scammer gets caught mm -hmm. right um so those things really help it costs a lot of money and a lot of um it's a lot of work but I, I think that we are kind of getting there i mean this year we've seen we've seen pe people that got scammed from loan services you know get Obviously, they didn't get their money back, but the businesses got shut down at the very least. Some of them were able to get their names wiped off, some wow. of those records. Yeah. So it's just small, small work. Hopefully, soon we get there. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, just I think I just remembered the whole um, F- FCPPC or whatever. Yeah. FCC. FCCPC. Yeah, I think the partner would need that partner like several other. Yeah, so see, it's a lot of like work. Like you have to work. Like one agency can't do it alone. You have to work with. They also have to work with the police, probably the EFCC. So I think that as they as they make things clearer between each other, the digital commerce becomes um, more trustworthy. Right, right. So, um, so there's also the fact that in a continent like ours, where a lot of people are not online, yeah, and you need to, like we said, with like people, you earlier I said, okay, you don't if you're targeting the general populace, it doesn't work. But sometimes when you're a business that actually needs to target, mm. not necessarily general populace, but like a lot of people, people offline, yeah. offline, like so, how do you do that? Because it's Nigerians, okay, let's see. Um, I think we are not up to 30% online. Yeah. Like smartphone presentation yeah, yeah, yeah. for now. So there's a lot that still needs to go on. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if you look at, there's a, I think it was a, was it McKinsey or KPMG report that came out a few years ago? If you look at offline traditional spending, it's still very high. Like it's still, it's still, like it's insanely high just because of the number of people that are there. It's still mm-hmm. quite high. It's not... It's not higher than digital spend just because you have more small businesses spending online than they are doing offline. Um, so what you, you find is often that as businesses grow and as they become larger, they start to be able to have the money to embark on those type of campaigns. So maybe a startup that was only doing digital ads and only had an office in Lagos, right? After a while, you start to see them open multiple types of offices in different states in the country. Mm-hmm. That's them do radio ads. That's them do TV ads. Like this, there's the... Um, the advertising agency complex in Nigeria is still majorly offline. So there's like people who are like experts at doing these things. They have the billboard agencies that can help you place a billboard. They have the radio guys that can help you place a radio ad and also help you track that. You know, the radio ad was played at 7 p.m. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? There's like, it's like there's a whole supply chain yeah. just to make sure these things get done. Um, and just you just find that a bunch of people still approach them. I think one of the largest... Two very large offline campaigns we've I've seen in tech have been Kuda Bank and I think Chipper at some point. Yeah. So you see the billboards everywhere. I've also seen out of Lagos, especially I've seen um, ads for the companies that do mobile agency banking, the guys with the POS yeah, agents yeah. and stuff. You see their ads because that's where a bunch of their customers yeah. are. They're where the banks are not, mm-hmm. right? So you see their ads there. You see flyers. They host events. I mean, they have to do what they have to do to get the customers, right? Yeah. Um, so for them, it's not a digital versus physical or digital versus traditional, which I think is like, is the problem putting them against each other. They have mm. their merits. They have their demerits. Yeah. Um, it's often a, I need to find my customer in whichever way. So I need to go to where the customer is. If the customer is online, I will run the online campaign. If the customer is offline, I'm going to be, I'm going to do the billboard, the TV, the radio thing. Yeah. Yeah. But is there, an, is there any point, or do you think there's any point where all we're going to be doing is digital marketing? I think no. But what you find in more digitally advanced countries is most of the money shifts to digital. Like a bulk of the advertising spend just yeah. goes to these platforms mm. um, that charge advertisers. But then you still see a lot of, you still see a lot of billboards, you still see a lot of, you still see radio. I mean, people who listen to radio will still they still are there's still radio ads. Even if they're listening to Spotify, that's the free the free Spotify platform. There's still ads in it, yeah. so they use that they use that to supplement their radio budgets. Mm-hmm. Um, you still see people printing on buses. They're still printing ads on buses. They're doing takeover. They're doing pop up events. Um, they're partnering with schools or with hospitals or with some NGO. So you still you still see all those type of things happening a lot. 
what just happens is there's just you know more spend is just going digital Interesting in love I, I think i've seen like headlines recently where they're saying like advertisers are spending less yeah like digital advertisers yeah, yeah. i think both I mean, they're spending less everywhere because there's no, this economy is not good for spending money. So, <laughs> so people are just cutting back. You often see this happening in 2020 as well. People mm. cut spend because they don't know what the future is like. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And mm. marketing people get fired first when this thing starts. Sorry. So, you see, Sorry. the downside of the, of, the, of the work. People should find something else to do. So, we've talked about a lot about the whole traditional offline mm. um, digital and stuff. And so I think my question right now is what do you think is best? The, the answer is always it depends. <laughs> the answer is always it depends. Um, so the very first thing when one wants to you know market a product or do it like a what is called a product marketing launch is you have to define I think even before the product is ready, you have to define who the customer is. There needs to be one core customer. I would say maximum be three different types of customers. Um, and you need to be able to define what they need your product to solve and why they need to solve it, how important it is to them. But also while you're doing that, you need to start defining who they are in terms of socioeconomic demographics, right? So if you want to target people earning a certain level of income, it's different from if you want to target people earning a lower level of in- income, right? Where they are is different. Their digital habits are different. Their offline habits are different. You know, um, the kind of jobs that they have are different. So it, when you now take all those things into co- consideration, they help you, and um, they help you start to find your customer, right? And this is not just in terms of internal conversations, but you also start to look for them, like, even like outside your organization, right? Because you're trying to picture what you need to do to capture, to capture their attention and make them your customer, right? So those things help you decide even on what platforms you want to use for social media. Media, you might decide your customers are not on Facebook, that you prefer Instagram. Right, you might say your customers aren't even on social media. You want to write a blog for search engines or something, mm-hmm. right? So those things are just um, the initial customer discovery. And when you start to do that, you start to have a better view of the type of campaigns you want to run, whether you need to run both, um, whether you want to just do offline entirely, whether you want to do offline and digital, whether you want to do two separate types of campaigns. There's a, there's a bunch of different ways to go about it, about it. But the starting point is just defining who the customer is. Right, right, right. Okay, um, so. And you can't say your customer is everyone. <laughs> Why? It's it's virtually impossible. I know the answer, but you know. So I'm so like I should go deeper into why. Yeah, because yeah, I so feel the like thing is in a that. new business when you're marketing a new product or a new concept, the um the customer you're trying to reach affects how you communicate. Yeah. Right. So if I'm trying to reach people that are like 13 year old, I can't be talking to them the same way I'm talking to an 18 year old. They have completely different viewpoints about life. They have completely different types of slangs they use to communicate. They have different problems. 18-year-old probably has no problems. 18-year-old probably has a strike. Um, you know, the 25-year-old probably is trying to get more money in the job they have. So, like, all these people have different problems, right? Um, and so that helps you communicate better. It also helps you create better, you know, content in terms of communication, whether it's, like, offline or digital. Mm-hmm. It just helps you get a better understanding of the person. Also, what it helps you do is you can now... You can now test um, marketing stuff based on focus groups. So you can go to a place that has these 13-year-olds and ask them what they think about certain marketing copy or material mm. and see how they respond to it, mm. right? But if you're marketing to everyone, like, where do you now start from? Do you get what I'm saying? So that's, that's often the problem with marketing to everyone. Like, there's, no, there's no place to start. 
Do I start? Do I? Am I marketing to toddlers? <laughs> do you get what I'm saying? Who cannot make any decisions? Yeah. Even though, even though my product is for toddlers, I want to market to the parents of toddlers. Do you get what I'm saying? Not just like babies don't watch. <laughs> babies don't care. <laughs> babies don't buy anything. You get what they I'm saying? They don't have money. <laughs> they also don't have money. They are broke. Sorry to all babies out there, but you are broke. I'm not sorry. <laughs> so you get what I'm saying, right? Yeah. So it really helps to define, you know, who you're trying to meet. Then as the business grows, you'll find that there's now all types of adjacent types of customers that start to come in and then you can start to also market to those audiences. All right. So so I don't, you know, get into other things that I'm not supposed to get into. Um, yeah. Thank you so much, Brinjo, for joining us today. It has You're been welcome. interesting. I think I'm going to ask you a couple other questions, but not for this. Not for today. Okay. <laughs> Why are you frowning your face like that? All right. But yeah, um, thank you so much, Binjo. Thank you as well. Thank you so much, everyone that has been watching. Thank you for watching up until now. And I hope you have a lovely rest of the day. And uh, bye, everybody. Bye.